Hey, metalheads, beer drinkers, and bullshitters, this is Sean. I'm Juan. I'm Mike. And we're here with uh, Reading Death Metal legend Bill Hyland from the band Threnody. How's it going, everyone? 30 years on, I mean, Threnody's long gone, and you guys decided to, to revive it and bring back and do an album. Uh, and what an album it is. I mean, you did a full-on modern classic death metal album. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, like I said, the the, the process of it was 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 crazy. And and you know, when we first started it, like when I had the idea, I was like, well, maybe get everybody to do it. So I started literally going to everybody's different state, and you know, hey, recruiting everybody. Hey, you know, would you be into doing this if we could do this? And everybody got on board. And like, you know, barring all the stuff that happened during recording, and then the pandemic and everything else, but to to get it done and and have it done was was an accomplishment that we didn't expect when we were finished to uh we kind of reached out to a couple places to have it mixed mastered and the machine was like yeah i'll do it we were like wait what you'll, you'll do it he was like yeah I'll, I'll do i'll do the mixed master so i was like shit all right so working with him was really cool to get it done i, I thought that was like that just that kind of made our day you know having him do it and, and yeah because he got there. He worked with some really big name people like Clutch, uh, Lamb of God. I know. I think he did yep. some stuff with Mark Morton, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think what else he did, but um, yeah, I, I couldn't. When I just had reached out to him, I was like, hey, you know, we're doing explain what we were doing and stuff, and how I mean, he immediately got back and was really cool about it. I was like, yeah, I'd be really into doing this. shit. All right, I don't know what you want to deal with us for. <laughs> just <laughs> thanks, though, you know. And it was he was awesome to work with, and he did a great job. So take our our sound and, and make it you know a little bit more of a modern crisper sound that we wanted. You know, not so much as because back in the day we took that second uh, demo we did, we went down to more sound and had it mixed, but we didn't like how it sounded, so we never released it. It just kind of sat there. That you know, more sound had was famous for that that particular sound. We just it just didn't come out the way we wanted it, but. So we just sat on it for 30 years and just redid it now. Wow. The, the 90 sound of death metal is what you guys were looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> the, the original one. It was just, it was crazy because we recorded it the first time um, at, uh, do you remember the Wiz? Remember that guy? I think yeah. uh, Fatal Aggression did out there. Uh, we did our first demo there. Yep. Yeah, so we recorded it there. And then we sat on those tapes and took it to Morris. Well, Rich took it down to Morris Sound and... Um, then it came back and we were all like, yeah, I don't know. It's what happens when you send a drummer to go mix, you know, it's like, it's what happened. So we just sat on it and just read it all thing now. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, I have to ask because the first Serenity tape that, that I had, which is, mm -hmm. you know, like one of the Holy grails of, of reading death metal, obviously, um, the sound, uh, you know, back in the day, the mixing was not as great as it was. It was. And I think that you guys captured that. With especially with Crypt Death, Crypt Death, Crypt Death is one of my favorite Threnody songs, and the fact that you guys redid that in this sound just absolutely just kills it. You have you like Sean said earlier, you have the perfect mix of old school sounding with that new feel. And and that's what we we're trying to accomplish. I'm, I'm glad that at least people think we did. I mean, we did, but like, we were trying to accomplish that you know, from from that because you know back then it was. Those recordings are, you know, they're like all treble, you know, just <laughs> going. But, but they, you know, they are what they were, and they, and they, they all hold their piece. Everybody, I mean, I still have, you know, drawers of those old, of everybody's old demos from back in the days from, from all the bands from Reading, and and 
when you listen to them, it's like, man, it's like some of that stuff is, you know, some of the bands, they were all killer. And, and it's like, man, if everybody just could have got this sound that they wanted, it, things could have been a lot different for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, especially, I mean, you guys and Concussion, I think would it, it would have been amazing to see both you guys really take off and hit, you know, get the popularity outside of the area that you should have had. Yeah, they were crazy. They were sick. They were, uh, those guys were like machines when it came to playing. It's like, man, just keeping up with them was, was, was crazy. But the shows that you would play with those guys would be, you know, no, I mean, we all know the, the history there, but the, the, the shows were crazy. And, and they were just cool guys to play with at times because they were just such good musicians, you know, good at their craft, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we seen Bob a couple of weeks back playing with another band and it's, it's always a privilege to watch Bob play bass. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they were, they were fun. They were a good time. And like I said, they actually made us be better at what we did because they, you see them, you're like, shit, we got to step our, step up our game. You know, so you just keep, just, they make you play harder. Is there any, any kind of plans for you guys to try and get together and do any shows? We talked about it. Um, you know, the logistics part of it is a freaking nightmare. So, like, I mean, we have talked about it. We have been trying to, like, you know, kind of move it in that direction. But we don't know. It's kind of up in the air. You know, everybody's – you're all fucking old now. And then trying to, like, <laughs> coordinate that stuff and, and do it. Would we'd love to. Like, it might be, you know, one-offs here and there, you know, to do something. But I know we're not done making stuff, though, because we still have a – stockpile some tunes and uh, some new shit we want to release so we kind of been working on that now so we finish that one and start the next is there is there going to be or is there a release now or is there going to be any release on vinyl for the for this album we want to so we're looking at it but the cost effectiveness of vinyl right now is, is crazy so we're trying to like we have everything ready we have it mixed for vinyl we're just trying to get the right pricing and the right time frame to get the vinyl. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah, I'm we're, so we're, I'm waiting. We're in on the pre-order too. Yeah, we, we all love, right. we love vinyl. <laughs> that all vinyl yeah. is like perfect. Me too. Me yeah, too. Bill, that was my, my dream was to have my own vinyl. You know, one day, and, and it's like, wow, let's get this done. So we're trying. Nice. Yeah, even, even if you press a, a flexi disc. I'll be yeah. all right. I'll be all right with that right now. <laughs> <laughs> like the old ones in like Guitar Player magazine. Yeah, yeah. Like wow. Decibel still puts them out. It's like one one yeah. song maybe, and you're like, all right, here we go. A little That's tester. Not a bad idea, yeah. What well, do you like the Russians do? They were taking old X-rays and pressing records into X-rays and shit. <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. It's crazy when I like getting back into this now. You know, like full force. You know, I've never really left, but like kind of like. Now I'm, you know, having to promote this stuff and put it out there and do that. It's like the game has changed so much. It's not even like, you know, before you're mailing press packs, throwing your tape and calling people. And now it's like, you know, all this process of uh, putting things on the internet and, and, you know, promoting your stuff. And it's, it's just, it's just such a different game now. I feel like an old man at times. It's like, holy shit, I'm out of touch. That's like those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. There's no more trading tapes. <laughs> no, no. It's crazy, man. You learn, you start getting this shit out there. Like I said, the reception of it has been great. I'm, I, you know, the, that's the funny thing, you know, the, the the whole death metal, like, community. It's like, man, when there's something that's that that people like, they share it. They like it. You know, it's it's kind of cool. 
when you when you look at it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's. It's funny. There's still like things that were common day for us are nostalgic now. Like we know a guy yeah. that, that runs a zine, and that's like a big nostalgic thing is to have a printed zine. You know, and it's like. Yep. You know, and tapes, cassette tapes are are nostalgic again. It's it's just yeah, it's all coming back, man. It's wild. Just the things that were common day for us are are now like you know nostalgia and collectible and yeah, it's nuts. We've hey, become old. To, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. Now you got your music on a couple streaming platforms, correct? Oh yeah, it's on everything. So it's on Apple, it's on Amazon, it's Spotify. It's it's on everything pretty much at this point. Um, and a couple I've never even heard of. You know, they give you the list of stuff, but there's there's it's on everything. And then obviously our Bandcamp page as well. Did you go, did you use a a company to like list all your stuff on the, the streaming platforms? Or did you do it yourself? Yeah, we did. Uh, we originally uh, used DistroKid to put it all out there mm. on the streaming platforms, and then we went with. Um, code three to help us with everything else all the legal back ends and things like that which great company anybody listening that needs to do that they're, they're awesome for that kind of stuff nice um what so did you guys how how far along were you with the process with before covid hit i mean did covid give you a bit of a buffer to like it kind of, yeah in a, in a way it kind of it did help in a way because once we started in the process, it was like, all right, now we had to go find the old tapes because it was like, you know, that the second one was never released. So we had to go find like your old blank cassette tapes that might've had the songs on it, go back to those, decipher them, you know, make them that where we can play. Cause we also, what we did was we down to. So um, before we used to play it, you know, in, in like D standard, now we're in B standard. So we just, we took it and we started playing in B and so we had to make all the songs in B and then learn them all again. So about then COVID hit. Then when COVID hit, you know, Todd got COVID. I ended up getting COVID. It was just all this crazy shit throughout the process. And and then, like I said, Rich's sur- uh, surgery. So it, I think it maybe took us about the first year was all that kind of shit, you know, figuring it out, figuring out how to fucking use logic correctly and, and not fuck your shit up and put it in there and do it right. If the whole first year was all learning, like, all right, let's get this, get through this, getting the drums done. It was, that was that. The second year was, all right, guitars are done, drums are done. Now let's get the vocals right. Let's get a singer. Let's, you know, figure out, because we redid some of the songs vocally, lyrically and stuff so, to, to make them better. And, um, so that took some time. So it was, like I said, it was, I felt like fucking Metallica with the goddamn three years between albums and shit. <laughs> we, we just took 30. That's <laughs> all right. It came out great. So it was worth I appreciate it. That. We know for the next one, it'll be a lot easier because now we know what the hell we're doing. Yeah. You're coming up with a completely different approach. Yep. Yep. So when you were doing this album, did you take any of the newer influences that you heard and try to apply them to some of the older stuff that you did besides just the tuning? A little bit. Um, so like, you know, we changed some of the riffs that were originally done there. We did a little different stuff where, you know, there might have been some some gallops here and there or some the flow issues between riffs and, and transitions. We changed a little bit and that came all from modern influence. You know, nothing that from back then. Because, I mean... You listen to that stuff and then you absorb the new stuff and you kind of, oh, that sounds cooler doing this now, which I would have never thought of 30 years ago. So 
Yeah, that's been a little bit of a mix. We've kept lyrically, yes, a lot of that has changed because some, I mean, all the lyrics are different than original. And um, so how they fit in the songs are different than the original. You know, some things are the same, but mostly aren't. And so we went back and did that. Lead playing was all different from the original um, just because we had to fix it. You know, back then you're just fucking wailing away. Now we had to actually, you know, concentrate on writing the song instead of just rock starring it. You know, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, it was fun, but yeah, was, I like it. And like I said, the, the stuff that we're working on now is same way, a little bit of modern influence in it. It has to be, you know, it, it still has to stay old school death metal. It is what it is. It's old school death metal, but you can still kind of touch it up a little bit. There's what, so more, well, how I can say this, the more, what are your more modern influences? I mean, we generally, all share the same old school influences, but what are your more modern influences? That's a good one, man. So I, to me, I mean, I listen to a ton of shit, man. So I was like, it's not just, you know, one, one square thing. So I, I've been trying to get myself into like, uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of stuff that's like brand new that I'm really into that hasn't been too crazy. I mean, I did listen to, I try to go back and listen to like the, the I've, I've been, some reason I've been into this fucking new corpse grinder. I don't know fucking why, but I'm into it. I, I have no idea. I think it's just because he's, it has like this weird, like hardcore sound to it, which is odd to me that, um, you know, I, even the older shit, like I like that new carcass album. Um, I do like that a lot. The new cannibal corpse. I like a lot. Um, I try not. I stare away from it. I always did back in the day too. Is like the the super grindy stuff. I kind of like. It, I lose interest somewhere. It's like my ADD kicks in, and I'm just like, uh, I need some. I need a groove. Give me a groove. You know. So it's like I, I lean towards that stuff. But I mean, I like it in songs because it's a good breakup of things. But sometimes, you know, bands that are just like from from note one to the last note is all. Da, 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 I can't. I just can't relate anymore. Yeah, it's a little scattered. I, I agree. Yeah my brain starts to like shut down i think so it's but yeah i mean the, for the most part it's where my new stuff is i mean when you get into like i don't know and you can't even consider them death metal anymore but when you start getting into the stuff like lamb of god and those kinds of things like I, they sound great and you listen to it but i don't fucking play like that i'm not no virtuoso guy i'm not fucking sitting there scaling the whole guitar you know what i mean it's just a, a, a different realm but it, it's good music and i like to listen to it so there's, there's all kinds of different things in there, but I know the other guys listen to all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, Sean's a huge Beatles guy. So he like, you know, it's just whatever we get, you know, that I think the Beatles things helps with songwriting, like, you know, he, cause he's always the, the guy who structures our songs. So I'll come up with riffs. We'll work together, structure them. Dave writes the lyrics, you know, and that's how it goes. Nice. Well, I mean, it's, it, 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 you know, we've covered this subject a million times on the podcast, but it's really, really hard to get into any one band anymore because there's so fucking many, and the access is just, you know, unlimited to just so many yeah, different bands. Yeah, I agree. Now try to put music out there and do that. It's <laughs> <That works> so <laughs> hard. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody, there's, I mean, there's just you know, new release. Every day there's 50 million new releases and everybody with their shit. You know, it's like, okay, it's cool. It's great. I love it that music's out there like that, but it's like, damn, it's hard to to, to stand out. You know what I mean? It's like, it's hard to do that now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, and you guys are doing something 
you kind of went back to basics. You're doing old yeah. school death metal, and nobody's really doing old school death metal. Most of the death metal's gone more in a technical direction, which, yes. I mean, for better or for worse, some of it's really good. Some of it is just fucking over the top and ridiculous, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there is some really good stuff out there, you know, the technical on the technical side, and it's super fucking impressive to, you know, see that and hear that at times, but it's just not what I'm into. No, you want those just wicked ass breakdowns and grooves yep. and just yep. shit just that you want to kick kick your mama right in the fucking face with, you know? <laughs> yep. yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck you, mama. How, how do we get heavier? Can we get heavier? Yeah. But it just seems like the heavier you go, if you don't have a groove, it just doesn't work. No. Absolutely. No, it turns yep. into just doom metal. Yeah. Where it's like just <laughs> slow and heavy. Yes. Go to sleep metal. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, let's make it so heavy. But it's like, dude, you lost the groove now. Like, what's happening? Yep. Here? <laughs> yeah. We, we've always been like one of those. Like, I, I mean, that's just the way the music I listen to is like that. It's just got to have like some catch, some kind of hook, something into it, you know, but still has to be heavy, but it has to have a hook. And that's, you know, that's why I've always written riffs anyway. So, well, it, yeah. I mean, there's there's a handful of bands anymore that play in that style and we i think we've talked to most of them in this area like you guys sadistic vision um there's i can't even remember off the top of my head the other ones but there's a handful and i really i just really enjoy seeing that those bands play i like listening to it and it's it, it there's a place for it and i'm glad you guys are putting out more music Appreciate it, man. I, I, like I said, I I wish more of them would do it. You know, what I mean, bring that shit back. Let's, let's bring it all back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and for us, like Threnody was always. You guys were kind of like the obituary of the area. You guys had like a mystique about you. You know what I mean? Like it was, you just you didn't hang out a lot. And like you guys did your fucking thing, and on you went. Like it was cool. Like we loved. We loved going to see. Was just, that was the the. the the good and bad for us because we were such like um for most of us in the band other than rich at the times but we were all such like like introverts i guess you know it's like we play shows and i was like okay cool we're out you know rich was always the hangout guy mm. like he would always be hanging out and doing that stuff and you know occasionally i'd tag along we you know hang out and do that but yeah he was always that guy that, that was almost our you know even throughout the years and other projects and things that was always our downfall was was the <laughs> We're not very social afterwards, but it is what it is. It's our personalities, I guess. I don't know. I think it kind of added to it back in the day. Yeah, well, not a lot of bands even nowadays are like that. Like you'll, you know, they'll hire like people to sell their merch most of the time, and you hardly True. ever get to meet them. And if you do, the bands that do have the meet and greets are like, you know, here's another six thousand dollars so i can say hi to you yeah. for 15 minutes yeah. and take a photo no and shit. then you know it's a, i don't know it's it's losing a little bit of it true very true you know that that was kind of cool you say that like we went down in december to see misery index they played at the auto yeah. bar and like as soon as their set, microscopic place yeah as soon as their set was done like the guitar player and Jason Netherton, they were and out the at the merch player. table shooting the shit. Like, it was great. It oh, was nice. awesome. Yeah. It was just great to, like, meet these people because, like I said, it's such a tiny venue to begin with. So you're, like, yeah. lopped in with a bunch of people, but everybody's around and nobody's, like, crazy. It's It, it was perfect. It that's, felt like the old cool. the old days. You yeah. Know, where you yeah. get to hang yeah. out and everybody's walking around and nobody's like, ooh, look at that. It's like, hey, what's going on? I'll take that shirt. I'll take this CD. I'll yeah. take that. <laughs> Well, I mean, kind of in contrast, we were at Montreal Death Fest, and 
Martin Van Drunen was hanging out with Benediction at the club we were at, and those guys did not want to be fucking bothered. Like, yeah, uh, yeah they sat, kind of sat in like this is the special corner, yeah. you know, like we're we're above everyone. But you know, we never approached them, I guess, because of that. But yeah, but you, sure. Martin was out smoking a joint in the sidewalk, and somebody came up to him, and you said he looked kind of annoyed. Yeah, he was like, you know, like I'm, and I get it. Like maybe he's like, hey, I want to hang out and enjoy this fucking little joint and relax with everybody but at the same time it's like dude you do sing in a band that everybody loves so of course people are going to come yeah. up to you and be like hey what's up it's like take that's a picture smile and keep smoking you know what i mean like it's that it's <laughs> yeah. that easy that's the one thing if i could change. i just did like somebody some pr thing sent me a, a questionnaire and one of the questions on that was like what would you do differently now that you didn't do you know back then and that's probably the number one thing is you know, just be more like interactive with everybody after, you know, play shows and everybody hanging out. Cause that was always cool. You know, I like the same way after the band would play and then you're literally standing next to you watching the next band play like that kind of stuff. It was, it was cool, but um, I would do that differently now. Well, you got, you got the opportunity coming up. Yeah. So that, this is great. Up there. Hey man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a new, yeah. it's a new day today. So let's that's right. It. That's right. Yeah. Well, you got three people here that'll, be busting your balls and hanging out. Yeah, we'll hang out. Asking oh, definitely. That's awesome. Anytime, dude. That'd be awesome. I do have one question. Does it ever, like, yeah. did you ever, like, kick back and think about, we, in this area, it's a general consensus even in this room, that Therenity mm-hmm. was the basic godfather of the Reading death metal scene. Does it, like, do you understand, like, how much influence you had in this area? It blows my mind. Like, I try not to, like, ever really it doesn't really process at times because i think about it it's like man because i didn't think about that back then we were just fucking trying to play heavy and what we like so you didn't think about it and then now as you know all these years go by and, and all this shit and every, you know people talking about it oh man i remember it back in the day it's like holy hell it's like you, you didn't back then you were young you, you didn't really think about that stuff you're just doing your thing and then now when you look back and you get all nostalgic about it you're like fuck all right that's cool that's cool that that you know that we even can do that to one person you know to to actually be any kind of anything because we're just a bunch of idiots that like to play death metal you know that's that's what we did and and to have that kind of thing because there's i mean there's a lot of good bands that came out of reading that didn't come out of reading if you know what i mean so it's like damn it it's it just i wish back then we everybody would have more of a vehicle because there was some good stuff back then yeah, I I think the vehicle around here was a little late. I think you know once, like relapse when they kind of moved down to Philly, I but that was like kind of after everything had passed around here. I mean, and like these guys, like I can remember, I don't know somehow, the dude from Nuclear Blast got my phone number at home and like was calling me about a borderside, you know, like at my house. Like they wanted those guys on a on a demo they were putting out or a, a compilation they were putting out. They so. must have been high. <laughs> but the reason i think going back on your, your on your thought is like the reason you didn't realize it back then and you see it now and you're like wow that, that wasn't a thing it's because you were doing what you normally do naturally so of course it comes up as like wow that's great but you know i'm just doing what i'm doing kind of feel and you guys were yeah, great yeah. and you still are great and that's that's awesome it's crazy if, if you remember like you know during that time period it was such a weird transition in Reading too because you know you had death metal you started out and there was a, a pretty decent thrash scene for a while then then the death metal scene kicked then it went 
fucking all hardcore. It was like all hardcore yeah. for a while. And it was like, Jesus, man. And then, but some of the bands would like, like we had a little bit, I mean, there was times we had some weird, like we had some hardcore influence in our stuff just because I, I always liked the, the groove parts of that. So there was some of that influence in there, but I mean, it just went from death metal to hardcore. And then that was, that was it until like, you know, seven years later when some other younger bands started coming out again, it was crazy. But there was like that big chunk there and that little bit of the, you know, that where there was a, a couple good death metal bands that were in Reading. You know, it's like, man, let's get this thing going. And, and yeah. like I said, hardcore took over for a Well, And there definitely was like a dedicated audience for that death metal, that little yes. death metal. I mean, there was only a couple bands, but like it was pretty. I think a lot of that had to do with Unisound because he would bring in, you'd have a, just a night of a hardcore band, a death metal band, battle well, that the bands and, and Virginia's. Yeah, they were just. Yeah, yeah, Virginia's too. Virginia's brought in, you know, what Unisound kind of like slacked off Awful, in. It's yeah. like, yeah. Because at that time when Virginia's was around, it was like Unisound was getting a little heat with the hardcore scene and all that. Yeah, yeah. Unisound was always, I mean, it, <laughs> Jake was always, it, it was funny because he was always really good to us. I mean, we played there like, it seemed like every fucking weekend we were playing there. And like, I mean, he was, he was really good. And then when we decided to do that, one show with fascinations he got all pissed off at us oh, i can't believe you guys are you know you know the jake haynes thing but uh how could but you guys like, do that hey, to me oh, yeah i can't believe i do everything for you guys you know that stuff but he was it was i mean we played that show and then he was like pissed off us for a little while and then, yeah, then he, he got us back but it was he just goes he got moody he would get moody and jealous at times well i mean in modern parlance he would have been a karen <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah no what ended up happening with Unisound, I think, was he overplayed everything to the point where it was like so common for bands to be there and things to happen that it was taking things away from people. If he would have yeah. cut that that down in half, you know, we would have been packed more. The shows would have been yeah. more like, yeah, everybody's going there, but it's like I'm here every weekend. You know what I mean? If I don't see them this weekend, I'm going to see them next weekend. And that was, I mean, that's why we started doing other shows. I mean, because it was like every fucking weekend. I was like, all right, we're going to yeah. play this out. Okay, we're going to play this out. I was like, all right, let's start looking. Let's do some other shit. And so that when, and then he didn't like that because we like, and never get paid. Had, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're not in it for the money. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, not but there. He, he would always have those fucking festivals and stuff like those long, you know, hardcore Sundays and Saturday death metal, you know, he would just do this shit and, and you would get all these bands. And that's when we started getting some, some other bands in there. Like, you know, when he started turning to like having biohazard and shit like that, it was like, all right, it's starting to turn here a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which was great for him, but not great for the yeah. scene, you know, like I think yep. that's what slowly yep. killed it around here. Yeah. Plus, you know, that place, that place was a, straight up shithole but it was it was it was fun to play there man fucking skateboards flying by and shit. Uh, i i half expected uh, to get fucking burned to death one night when it caught fire oh uh, well that thing was a wood skeleton you know <laughs> that place was, that place was he we did a there was a time there a torment did their uh, second demo there and we were there with them when they were recording it, and holy shit, was that a fucking disaster! <laughs> Just because you know, Jake's doing the recording, and you know his equipment was always like, you know, barely hanging on. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, it, the, the the demo came out great for for those guys, but man, the, the process was just—you know—everybody's got a million Jake stories, I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could go on for days just on talking about Jake and Unison. Uh, <laughs> crazy but for Jesus was cool man that was uh see as threnity we didn't get to 
play for two years. Um, I did in other bands later on, but uh, yes, I wish we could have got because that was a that was a cool little venue, you know. I mean, just for being like this little bar, but it was they would get bands in there. So, how realistic uh, is it for you guys to do a show this year still? Uh, it's probably about uh, I would say fifty fifty. I mean, we're ready. We can do it. It's just we would have to, because I've been asking. This comes up a lot. So, um, and especially because we've had a little bit of um, like like label buzz and PR buzz where part of the deal would be we would have to play some shows. So it's like, fuck, all right? I would love to play some shows. It's just, how the fuck are we going to do this? So if we could figure that shit out, we would play. So I'd say right now we're probably about 50 You're currently in North Carolina, correct? South Carolina. South Carolina, okay. All right, because like you said, the band was spread out, so I wasn't sure if you were going to end up with, like, guest musicians or, you know, just trying to make this work. Yeah, I'm in South Carolina. Rich is in Ohio. But he's still out of commission, right, Rich? What's that? Rich is still out of commission, or is he? No, no, he's he's good good to go now. Yeah, he's actually, we're working on the other stuff with him now. Nice. Hell yeah, yeah, He's good to go. Only different piece will be the singer. It'll be the same guy that's on this album, so. That's Which great. it kind of worked out. Well, it sounds more like eighty twenty to me, so I'll take it. Yeah, like I said, it's it's, <laughs> it's been talked about, so it's there. It's just fucking, how do we do it logistically? And I guess with the singer, you can you can also possibly do or have access to doing dates over overseas in Europe, right? Yes, I mean, if it would, if, if it all comes out to that, like I said, it's there's been talk about it and like i said some pressure from certain things if we would do it we would have to so it's like shit all right i guess we're gonna make a fucking decision here what we're gonna do because we didn't expect it to to, yeah we didn't expect it to do this like so we were doing this shit as fun to begin with and then once we released it all of a sudden all the shit started happening so it's like fuck wait i gotta prepare myself for this and so it's just it's where we are nice we'll work it out (laughs) um I don't have anything else. You guys? I'm good, man. Like I said, it was an honor. It really was. Yes. Yeah, we, was great. we appreciate great you taking the time to talk to us and, and coming hey, on. And I appreciate you letting us come on and, and, and do this. I mean, it's like I said, it's it's been a whirlwind since we released it. So it's it's been pretty cool. I, I, like I said, I just try to get out there as much as I can. Just get it. Let people hear the shit we didn't let them hear 30 years ago. And oh. if you guys have any shows, you definitely got to let us know so we can promote the shit oh, out of them. Definitely. Yeah, and Definitely. you're you're welcome back on any time. Like, just, I appreciate just it, shoot, hit me up, and we'll schedule something. All yeah, right. we, and we'll we'll schedule a show in Reading. We'll be here. Yes. Hey. So That's, that would probably be the first place we would play if we play. Just nice. We'll All right, reverb. Here we go. <laughs> and the uh, at the yeah, album, right. the album, ri- Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the album "Rid of Flesh" is out on just about every streaming platform. The way it sounds and. Um, they can hit you guys up on Bandcamp and order the CD and T-shirts and hopefully vinyl. Yeah, man. Hopefully soon, soon. You'll be the first to know. That's awesome. Um, well, thanks again. I'm gonna play you off with Maggot Feast if that's all right. Ah, uh, perfect. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Bill. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, man. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Yep. All right.